My name is Sasha Becker. I'm Professor of Economics and Shao Kai Yang Chair of Business and Economics at Monash University in Melbourne, Australia, and part-time professor at the University of Warwick in England. Sasha, what is your project at the Rockwool Foundation Berlin? Well, I'm the project leader for the project called Understanding Regional Inequalities, Technology, Education and Policies for Leveling Up. And that's joint work with Hedgin Koo from UCL in UK and Christian Dostmann, the director of the Rockwell Foundation. Why is this project interesting? Why is it important at the moment? In the last few years, I think we've seen examples of how the fact that some regions are lagging behind or people feel left behind can have repercussions. Various people have claimed that Brexit is the result of uh, people in some regions of the UK feeling left behind and mm. then falling for the Brexit idea and that life will be better on the other side of the horizon. Similarly, in Germany, some regions are lagging behind and Germany's East is uh, well known for being behind the curve a bit economically. But even in the West, where I come from, my home region is quite left behind in terms of GDP per capita. Then some countries like the UK have set up policies and are trying to level up to bring the laggards to the front. What don't we know about this, though? What are you intending to find out with this research? So we are keen to really see the historic roots of all of this. So if we look today, we might say, okay, the East is lagging behind. And then some people say, ah, yeah, okay, that was communism. <laughs> but then how about the region I come from in Germany's West? What are the historic roots for that? Is that something that just happened a few decades ago, or does it even go back further in time? Mm -hmm. So what we are trying to achieve is to bring an economic history perspective to this question and to trace the development over the course of 150 years. 150 years, that is going back a, a very long way. Do you have data for 150 years? Germany has really good data for the last 45 years, linked employer-employee data that gives us detail about every single worker, every single firm. And we are linking that with data at the county level for the German empire. And there, our idea or interest is around uh, the adoption of the steam engine, which was one of <laughs> the biggest breakthroughs in world history, a general purpose technology that changed the way we produce things. So what we are asking is whether regions that adopted the steam engine earlier, and then we also try to understand what drives steam engine adoption, are the ones that stay ahead of the crowd, or whether there could also be reversals of fortune. It could also be that you invest in the steam engine and you adopt certain production technologies, and then over time others overtake you. So that may be a technology that is keeping you ahead for a time, but then you fall back. What we find in our analysis so far is that the places that adopted the steam engine earlier still today, 150 years later, pay higher wages, have a more educated workforce, have more productive firms. So that's quite surprising. Mm. And then we are now in the process of trying to understand why that is. It's massively interesting, but to the events of 150 years ago, 
really tell us what we could be doing with policy today? Well, I guess what we learned from this is why are some places staying ahead? So with Christian Dustmann and Hedging Ku, we have the hypothesis that Germany's vocational education system is one of the key factors that helps regions adopt as the economy around it changes. So uh, different from many other countries, Germany has this partially firm-driven program to educate local workers. So they are not being given a curriculum that's one-size-fits-all across the whole country, but firms can influence the way uh, students and apprentices are being taught. And so on the one hand, we find that those that have been historically ahead of the curve stay ahead. But at the same time, that insight could also help the laggards move ahead by teaching uh, new developments. So, Sasha, why is the Rockwell Foundation a good place to do this research? Well, when the whole operation started about a year or two ago, and Christian invited me to join, I was truly excited because the list of names of colleagues that are involved in Rockwell Foundation is really some of mm. Europe's and the world's top labor economists and a lot of people I've known for a very long time. And that exactly, I think, is the key that makes it so exciting. I consider the Rockwell Foundation Berlin essentially a relatively big family firm where everyone <laughs> has known each other for a long time. There is a good personal connection and, and hence also a joint understanding of the mission behind it. Everyone wants to do top research that is also policy relevant, but the key is the research has to be top quality. And if it isn't, then we, we won't go out and give policy recommendations. Yes, I think you've known Christian for a particularly long time, haven't you? Yeah, so look, I did my PhD in Florence in Italy at the European University Institute. Mm -hmm. And at the end of my first year, he came as a guest lecturer and was teaching there uh, microeconometrics. And in fact, he was a student there some years before me as well at the EY. And so we've been in touch for most of the last 25 years and got uh, together maybe 10 years ago when I was in the UK as well. And mm -hmm. I still remember that the idea for this joint research uh, started when we were walking on the grounds of Warwick University after Christian had given a talk and we were walking in the woods and then talking about, oh yeah, I've always wondered. And we said, hey, we should really work on this together. And that's how it all started. <laughs> <laughs> this has worked out very well for both of you, but there is one thing I need to ask. I'm interviewing you remotely because you are in Australia. What's the working arrangement going to be? Several of the participants in the Rockwell Foundation Berlin have full-time jobs at universities around the world. Most mm. of the other people are in Europe. I'm maybe the, the one furthest afield in Melbourne, Australia, but I do regularly come to Germany. And in fact, I was at Rockwell Foundation in January this year and I uh, hope to be back very soon. It's easy to work on a paper independent of where the co-authors are, but also the Rockwell Foundation has this very interesting hybrid model with lots of people on the ground in Berlin and others flying in occasionally for events and to work jointly with the locals. I feel like I'm fully involved despite that distance because technical opportunities allow us to stay in touch 24-7. This has clearly been an idea that's been on your mind for a long time. Good luck with bringing it to fruition. Sasha, thank you. Thank you, Tim. <laughs>